It's time for the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. With over 20 years experience talking smack to each other and good at cracking cold ones and talking football, this is your favorite source for fantasy football wisdom. And now, here's your hosts, Charlie and Bryce. Gentlemen, Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryce. As as always, I am Bryce and with me today, I have the young strapping white tee wearing. Yep, I'm wearing the white tee today. The white low cut V-cut tee. I'm Charlie. Now, now here's the thing, Bryce. You normally wear black though, so it's I like to change I had up. my black George Kittle on shirt or George Kittle shirt on yesterday. Okay. For the podcast. Ah, it's all right though. I Shout out you. Katie and Ryan. Dinner was delicious. Uh, I didn't want to peel you away, anyways. That didn't. That wouldn't have felt right. But you got to see your uh, your Washington Commanders cousin fan yeah. from California. Yeah, uh, in town. That's right. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. It's good weekend. Uh, um, but yeah, so that's why I'm not wearing black i went with the white white tee well i like it. i like the change up yeah it's, thanks yeah, i don't feel like you or the niners can do anything wrong right now so i feel like you just got to keep riding that thanks i also yeah this is you know i, I it's actually weird that i wore a white tee because i went and got a haircut and that's you, you, you do usually, look, i was gonna say you were i couldn't tell with the hat on but you looked a little trimmed up there yeah yeah i got a haircut and that's not you usually don't wear a white tee to get a haircut because then you got hair all over your shirt yeah but I so did. that's the same shirt it sure is. They must yeah. have brushed you off because I didn't see any hair on it. Oh, either. they got that air compressor like a like a. Oh, that's right, they do. We're yeah. in the 21st century, dude. 21st century. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. That, that, that was, was pretty good, right? That, spot, that was spot on. That was dude. a really good impersonation of an air compressor. Um, what? <laughs> 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 Why are you laughing so hard, dude? Because uh, that was the I'm stupidest like, impression I, yeah, that I could do. I, but it was all, it was, but it was perfect. It was great. Yeah, it was phenomenal. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I was only laughing so hard because you were laughing so hard. Um, all right, Charlie, let's do what we do best. Let's, let's talk some football. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. That was a good one. You like that? Yeah, it was, was good. Pretty good? Yeah. All right, Charlie, let's get right into it here, buddy. Um, let's eat, leave the air compressors at the door. And, uh, uh, Charlie, we have some rough news, man. I always hate – There's always, it always feels like there's one – I mean, there's always injuries in the NFL, but it always feels like there's one, like, oh, God, like really cringy uh, injury. And no matter what, there's just – it's all over Twitter in a matter of hours, and it's just brutal to watch. Uh, Nick Chubb, unfortunately um, – I, we don't really know the extent to the injury, but we know that um, Charlie his knee went the opposite direction in which it's his, supposed to go. Yeah, his his bottom leg stayed uh, perfectly vertical, and the rest of his body went west, mm. and then hard down, to watch, and then south. Yeah, very hard to watch. Um, so a little uh, history for you. So Nick Chubb, uh, obviously run uh, very good running back in college, went to Georgia. Uh, had like knee reconstruction surgery, had basically torn uh, three separate ligaments in his knee uh, in college and made his way back and 
has been a very successful pro so far. Uh, Charlie, unfortunately. And then, and then did it again in right, the NFL. Right. And unfortunately, it is once again the same knee that he's had multiple surgeries on. So, uh, obviously, we're all sending our hopes and prayers for Nick Chubb, um, especially all of his fantasy managers. But um, I, I feel like at this point, we should just be hopeful that we can see Nick Chubb on a field again because this this is like borderline career ending at this point. Yeah, and Lily uh, was talking about that yesterday. She's like, you know, she was talking about get, getting over like, like for her, some of the – pains and honestly suffering of being pregnant but that's something you get an awesome reward at the end yeah she's like i can't imagine going through something where you tear everything in your knee go to rehab work so hard to get back just to do it again yeah and it's like at that point you gotta start thinking about the rest of your life yeah you know and having a functional knee for the rest of your life yeah um that's brutal. I, I honestly thought the hit was a little dirty. I don't, I know there's only so much you can do, but just the way Minka flew in there aimlessly at knee level, I like, I get it. it Nick Chubb is very hard to take down, but I did, That's just one thing that you just don't really see in the NFL. It's just diving at the knees. And this is exactly why. And I'm not blaming Minka in any way, shape or form. And so, well, let I just me ask think you this, some Bryce. of it was avoidable. The, okay, well, here's here's the problem with that because when you have a running back like Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, if now I'm a very small guy, but if I'm tackling these guys, I'm going low. And so at what point, you know, these, these types of injuries are usually what cause rule changes. Yeah. I don't see it happening for running backs, though. I don't either. And, and I'm I not don't asking... think it would be fair to. Right. So they're, they're staying away from the head and neck area. Right. And so they go low. Now, are you going to ask them to be like, hey, above the waist, below the shoulders? You can't do that because half of those guys you can't bring down there. You know yeah, what I, mean? I, I 100% agree, and, I, and I, I think it's a hard spot to be in. I just think if you go back and you look at the play, it's not like, like if Nick Chubb was in the open field and you dove at his legs, like that's one thing, right? But like he was kind of in a scrum already. He was kind of – he already had people on him, and it just felt like – Everyone else who was trying to tackle him was up high, and then Minka flew in down low, and it was just like, I mean, that's why they made the cut block rule. Like, you just don't do that. Like, when you're engaged high, you either engage high or you engage low, but you definitely don't do both. And I feel like that is part of the reason why they implemented that rule, and it just felt like in that scenario, he was kind of engaged and getting banged around up at the shoulder area, and then Minka flew in down low. Again, not blaming Milka, uh, Minka, but it just felt like it was avoidable. And So I'm sure it will be talked about a lot about possible ways to mitigate this type of thing. So are they going to talk about, hey, if he's engaged up high, can you go low? Uh, well, yeah, you can because sometimes that's how you get them down. Okay, well, if they're engaged up high, do we stop forward progress? Well, no. That, I mean, running backs, that's what they do. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it, I think – and my goodness gracious, I feel so bad for Nick Chubb and mm. Browns fans, fans like all around. It's really shitty. And there is going to be discussion about how to tackle running backs. Unless, I mean, the, you know, the Seahawks took the, they started doing the tackling style mm. of. Like the gator roll. Yeah. Mm. The gator roll. Hip drop. 
Yeah, and I mean, unless everyone adopts that, I don't know that there's going to be much they can do about. I mean, this the Gator Roll is pretty widely of... taught in throughout high school football. Even yes, now. so and that's good. To youth see and everything like that. Um, it just is different when there are professional athletes and you're doing it at you know basically a hundred miles an hour. Right. And the injuries seem to you know be a little bit harder because they're moving a lot faster. Oh yes. Um, but yeah, it it was an awful awful injury, and they they didn't show it for good reason. I mean, you you heard. All the Pittsburgh Steelers fans, when they saw the replay on the big screen, and it cheers to the Steelers fans like they all like classy. they were all clapping for standing, Nick Chubb standing as he, ovation as he, he left. Out. Like everyone knew, like yeah. you don't you don't wish for anything like that to happen again. I don't blame Minka. Like I I just think personally, I think it was avoidable. Like I, I just that's it. I don't I'm not blaming anyone. Yeah. I just think it was an injury that. You know, if a a better decision was made, it could have been avoidable. But again, I completely... not to mention Minka hurt himself tackling like that. Yeah, right. Now he did finish the game, so it's, yeah, yeah. He, he obviously didn't sustain the type of injury, but he got hurt. Um, he didn't get injured. Right, right. I just like, again, like I understand. I'm not blaming it at all. I know he's in the heat of the battle. Like that's hard things to control. I just think, obviously, using Captain Hindsight here. I think that hit is probably inappropriate in that setting. I would say. All right, so Charlie, I want to move on here. Uh, we had a very interesting uh, coaching change uh, today. Um, the Bears' defensive coordinator resigned earlier today, Charlie, in what was kind of an interesting set of events. Can you elaborate if, a little bit more? If on I'm that? not mistaken, Eberflus had taken over play calling duties for this last game for the Bears. So Eberflus is the Bears' head coach, yep. also a defensive-minded head coach. Yep. And, and brought so over this guy to be his defensive coordinator. They hired him, yeah. Right. It wasn't like a... Uh, it's not like Sean McVay hiring Vic Fangio or something like that. Well, no. It's so what I mean is like it wasn't just like he... Um, what am I trying to say here? Was it, it wasn't It wasn't based? just like um, he was in the Bears organization. They're just like, all right, well, you know what? You're the next guy up type okay. of thing. All right. he, they brought him in. Like they... Yeah interviewed numerous people this is the guy they chose right obviously a difference of philosophy despite the fact that they hired him well they've been terrible from for two weeks but so i guess eberflus and the way i understand it took over play calling duties from this guy last this past game he was Mm. eberflus was calling the defensive plays um and so at that point there's a couple things that can happen with the DC when they are like removed of their play calling duties. And a lot of times they get like put up in the box mm-hmm. and they're pretty much just not involved. Yeah. Um, so I understand like, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to peace. And if, if the bears, you know, the bears are a classy organization. Are they, they might, though? uh, Virginia McCaskey. Yeah, I, I do believe so. And I, I think they will, you know, I, I have no idea, but may, hopefully they'll give him his salary for the year. It's not going to be a ton. Well, I just think it's interesting because obviously it's, it doesn't feel like something that you would do out of nowhere unless something was going on. Like it feels like there's something deeper here. Now, well, when he released a statement, he, he only released a statement that said he's resigning due to personal family matters. I mean, it was such a blanket 
you know, coach talk So statement. yesterday he came out and said, I'm stepping away from the team to because of personal matters. And now and he's then resigning. This, today he resigned. So that seems like a progression of events that was like, you need to be no longer attached from the organization. So yeah. That's what and seems then, even sketchy. And then you to heard me. Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. He had a press conference he held. And, you know, he, he walked it back. Basically blamed, blamed he coaching. Bl- he blamed coaching. Straight up blamed coaching for his quote-unquote robotic He did not take any play. responsibility. Right. Um, but he blamed coaching, then had an impromptu press conference where he said, y'all are twisting my words, basically. Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not blaming them. I'm not. And he was most certainly blaming them. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, so there's a... There's a stink coming from Chicago. So my one of my I told you I had a couple overreactions, and I, I I actually think one of them is not an overreaction. Chicago Bears hit the reset after this year. New quarterback, new head coach, complete clean slate. I don't think that's an overreaction. I I don't know about Justin Fields. I have not. I don't want to make that decision yet. I could see Eberflus absolutely getting fired, um, depending on how the rest of the season goes. Um, but I think that's definitely in the realm of possibilities. Now, would you want to put a young quarterback through his third regime change? Not change, but his third third coach, new scheme. Depends on how you view Justin Fields. Well, if you let Justin not, Fields do Justin Fields things, I think he'll be just fine. Well, but in the last two games, Justin he has Fields not been does, able to do. One Justin Fields does is not throw the ball. If you want what to Justin let him Fields run, does is run the ball. If you run, let him run the ball, it would open up more passing abilities to him. Yes, he's not a pocket passer. He's never been a pocket Dude, passer. He's missing he's not, wide open receivers. And he's I want not seeing the reads. He's throwing poor screen passes. They uh, Luke Getzey had to call a, the same screen pass. Three fucking times in and the game. And then it got picked off for a pick six. He, exactly, because you called the same thing three times because they don't, he doesn't trust Justin Fields to see the field. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to get all I gotcha, I gotcha. poetic here. Yeah. <laughs> but but for real, I think Luke Getzey does not trust Justin Fields. He, point blank, the offensive coordinator does not trust his quarterback to make the offense work. Passing. If you have a quarterback that all he wants to do is run, he's very good at it. Don't get me wrong. That's not a sustainable uh, career. Yeah, but to go from zero to a hundred or hundred to zero, like what? What changed? Like what? Did he just not become this uh, dynamic player that we saw last year? Like he went from running the ball a ton last year to through two games, he hasn't run the ball at all. There's so been think, basically no designed runs for him at all in this offense this year, which is the reason why everyone was touting him as such a high fantasy praise for the year. I don't know how many designed runs he had last year. I think a lot of it was just making a play. A um, couple things. He came out and said he wants to be, he thinks he will be top running quarterback ever, top two or top three or top five or something. And he caught a lot of flack for that because that's not what people want. They don't want their supposed to be franchise quarterback to be a guy who wants to be the best running quarterback. Mm. 
Wow. Go, uh, go, go talk to any Baltimore Ravens fan and go see how it's going to work out. That's, that's different though, because Lamar looks freaking money right now. Mm. Passing. He looks money, I don't know about dude. Money. I will. But I also think the I best thing that Lamar. I wish we were doing this on. I w- one day we're gonna figure out the YouTube aspect of this, <laughs> and I will pull up a cl- like clips for you. All right. He's got some. Fr- but anyways, um, so I wonder if he caught enough flack where for saying that, where he really wanted to focus on not running. Um, two. I think that he probably did have more confidence in the offense going into this offseason, thinking that he would be able to read the field better, make the right reads, make the throws, and then the game happens and he's not. Um, so he's not so he's not running. He's obviously holding on to the ball way too long. I think last year he wouldn't hold he would run before I mean he's holding it for like He's held that football longer than I've held my baby at times. <laughs> like, sometimes I can just pick that baby up, put it right down, and it's good to go. Yeah. I mean, he is holding on to that thing forever. And so he's getting sacked all the time. And one thing you wouldn't expect from a quarterback like that is to get a sack, sacked as much as he is just because of how dynamic he is, a dynamic running athlete. But, dude, everything's going wrong. This, this is – looking awful they are they look to be the worst team i would take the cardinals to beat them right now mm. for sure interesting with josh dobbs dude mm. all right so we'll talk about it slightly a little bit more when we go into the bears game but charlie i uh there I are forgot where we even started with this oh defensive corner right okay charlie there are nine nfl teams that are zero and two Okay, to start the year. I'm going to read right. you the list of teams that are 0 and 2, and I want to tell I want you to tell me who is the best team and has the best chance to turn this thing around after starting 0 and 2. Okay? Here's your here's your list. New England, Cincinnati, Houston, Chargers, Denver, Minnesota, Chicago, Carolina, Arizona. Okay, I think my I've got two that, and I have different reasons, and I'll that are probably the go two, two most obvious. One. You got to go one. The team that has looked the best of all those is Minnesota, and they. It's one of those things where we've talked about in the past, like the Lions from two years ago. They lost a ton of really close games, and we talked about at some point they're going to start flipping those. They're going to win those close games mm-hmm. well the vikings won 11 they went 11 and 0 in one score games we knew that wasn't sustainable they lost two close games um they're all, kurt cousins looks great yeah their defense honestly looks better yeah than last year yes they do ryan flores i think is making an impact um and they just lost them now, I do think the Eagles game, it was closer than maybe the score was closer than maybe the game actually was. I mean, the Vikings had to try to do a comeback, and they 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 got close there. It was a six-point game. But um, I think in the long run, I would trust the Bengals, okay. I think. Okay. All right. What do uh, you think? Um... 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think overall, just because I would trust Joe Burrow over anyone else in this list of mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Um, but I do agree with you. Minnesota has looked pretty good. Um, I think New England is probably in the toughest division out of all of these teams, uh, personally. Um, I, I know you can argue Arizona and NFC West, but like they are just that bad. I don't see them even getting close. But uh, Whereas the top three teams in your division would be close. Right. So I think you can make an argument for all three, but I agree with you 100%. I think over the long haul, I'm taking Joe Burrow and Cincinnati to figure this thing out here. So, All right, Charlie, let's go into it. Good week, bad week. Who is your good week? Um, it's good week to be a Baltimore Raven. Ooh, okay. And the Baltimore Ravens fans, uh, they, you know, they're they kind of escaped from one against the Texans, who who put up a fight. The the score didn't necessarily say it was a close game, but it it was a closer game than the score said. Yep. Against the Texans, week one, and then they got a big win against Cincinnati. Um. I thought Lamar looked really good last week. Maybe not so much week one, but last week he looked good. Um, and they and they did it missing some players. They've got injuries, dude. They do. I mean, defensive injuries more. And J.K. Dobbins. Well, and then yeah, Od- but they have like nine million running backs. So. And then right. Um, they and then Odell got hurt. Um, but the the point being. Baltimore gets hit with injuries every single year. Mm-hmm. Hard. They really get hit hard with injuries. Um, and they look pretty damn good. Yeah. In a very tough division. So I think it's a, it's a great start and to get a divisional win and start 2-0. and Good week to be a Baltimore Ravens fan. Bad week? It's a bad week to be a Chargers fan. Mm. And I would say it's a bad week to be Brandon Staley. Oh, and this is a conversation I really want to get into. Yeah. But who's your good week, bad week? Uh, Charlie, my good week is Puka Nakua. Damn right. He's had, I mean, obviously it says something to have one big week in the NFL, but to have two back-to-back weeks with back-to-back games of 10-plus receptions of over 100 yards. And he broke an NFL record this week. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Um yeah. Now, is it sustainable? That's the question that all fantasy managers uh, are asking at this point. More or less, is it sustainable when Cooper Cup comes back? Right. So that's the question that we'll have to answer moving forward. But, but I do have to say, I, I think that he is Cooper Cup until Cooper Cup comes back. Fair enough. Uh, Charlie, and then it's a bad week to be a Bears fan. And if you need me to explain that to you, uh, just think, run this thing back for the last yeah, like just, five minutes. Yeah, just rewind five minutes or so. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, Chuck, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go into it. We had Thursday night football. We had the Giants. Nope, oh, sorry. Look at my last, this week's games here. Uh, we had Thursday night football. We had the Vikings at the Eagles. Uh, Charlie, uh, DeAndre Swift looked very good in this game. Damn right he did. Uh, Rashard Penny, uh, interesting, healthy scratch here. Um, no, who was it? Someone got, oh, uh, Gainwell. Gainwell. Sorry, Gainwell got scratched due to an injury. Um Charlie, like we said, I don't know that it was really as close as it seemed. Vikings kind of came back towards the end. Um, but overall, I thought, but we know who both these teams are, and I think this kind of game went as expected. Would you agree? Yes. Jordan Addison looks really good, though. Yeah. He got a, I mean, he only got a couple targets, or he only got a couple catches. He probably had like three. He had a big one for a touchdown. He had a huge one for a touchdown. Yeah. But besides that, he didn't. I mean, Jefferson was getting all the targets. Hawkinson freaking 
killed it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was a pat, it was a clinic for passing the football. Mm. A lot of fun. And I mean, DeAndre Swift killed it in his homecoming. Yeah. He's from Philly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else, Charlie, about that one? Uh, kind of no. went as expected. Yeah, Madison did not perform. Oh, no, I know, I know. I'm so... Which is, we talked about it, though. He yeah. was my hate for oh, that week. Oh, uh, we forgot to put that in the news segment. Just before we started recording, Cam Akers is now a Minnesota Viking. Yes, he was traded to Minnesota. So, for a seventh... if you have Kyron Williams on fantasy for the L.A. Rams, uh, you should be in for a nice weekend. Cam Akers was essentially a healthy scratch. He wasn't actually... He was dressed, but... He just rode the pine all game. Yeah. All right, Chuck, let's move on here. No, one quick thing about that. It's because he fell out of favor with the coach. There is some sort of work ethic issue with Cam Akers. Mm. It's not anything else. It's a it's a Cam Akers problem. Okay. So that is why he got moved. And so maybe there's a disagreement where he'll be able to pick it up with Minnesota or whatever, but um, – That'll be interesting to follow. I'm not sure that he is going to be fantasy relevant. You, I think you need to see a game, need to see him perform. Before yeah, I mean, he's got to learn the offense, right? I mean, well, there's not, that. There's Kevin O'Connell, where there'll be some similarities, but he's, you know, he's got to. He's oh, not going to be true. fantasy that's relevant true. this I, weekend, basically. I forgot that he. Yeah, I didn't even think about that tie. Yeah. So, well, that's interesting though, because I, it, it is a like some sort of work ethic or some sort of issue like that with Cam Akers. That's what I've been hearing. Okay. Uh, let's move on. We have the Raiders at the Bills, Charlie. Uh, Bills come out in dominant fashion. Um, Charlie was more impressed. The Bills had a running game. They did. And James Cook looked okay. And Josh Jacobs had nothing. Nothing. So the Bills' two Achilles heels have been stopping the run game and producing and, a and run, run game. Yeah, and they both did one of those or both of those very well on Sunday. I was impressed here. Yeah, um, they played really well. Um, Vegas looked good on the first drive. They drove down, got mm-hmm. a touchdown first drive, and Devontae and Jimmy it. G definitely have some chemistry. Yep, they do. And uh, but that was about it. I mean, yeah. it was pretty. Pretty ugly after that. Jimmy, I like two interceptions. Um, yeah. The Bills Bills got back to it. Yeah. Back on the wagon. Yep. All right, Chuck, let's move on here. We have Ravens at the Bengals. Um, you know, biggest thing is uh, it seems like Joe Burrow has re-aggravated his calf injury, Charlie. Uh, but once again, the Bengals are just... Uh, you know, stuck in the gates. I I don't know what's going on here. I know it takes some time uh, to regain that chemistry and Joe didn't get a chance to play at all in the preseason. Um, You know, I'm, I'm still holding my breath. I mean, they paid this guy that much money for a reason. So I, I think there's definitely, uh, you know, better days ahead, but overall I I think um, it's looking a little bleak right now. Took them seven quarters in the NFL season to score their first offensive touchdown. Yeah. I mean, well, the problem is that they don't even know if Joe Burrow is going to play this weekend either. So, uh, Dr. David Chow came on and what he said was at this point, it's, this is something that he could make worse if he plays, uh, not a long-term injury type of worse, but they, they're kind of saying like, 
might as well rest him one, two, three weeks, whatever it takes now. Yeah. So it's not a lingering issue all year. And just make him less than 100% for all his games. Yeah. So I just, I, it seems odd to me because like Cincinnati had a chance this offseason to go and get someone to like be a, a staple behind him, like a solid veteran. And they didn't do it. Yeah. And neither one of their back, it's backups seem even capable of managing a game at this point. No. So I don't know, Bengals fans, I, I'd be a little weary here, but uh, you know, I don't want to take anything away from the Ravens on the either side. It's like, but they look good. Gus and, Edwards, Justice Hill, the running game looked good. Uh, Zay Flowers didn't have the type of numbies that he did week one, uh, but definitely seems like he is the number one target in this offense. He did not sure. have the type of numbies. But um, also with Joe Burrow, he said that he re-aggravated it right before their last touchdown. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was playing with it the whole game. Right. Um, but T. Higgins did have a bounce back game, and I was pleased with that. Yep. Two tutties. All right, moving on here. Chiefs, Jags, man, Troy, what a disappointment of a game. What a disappointment of a game. Yeah, not what I expected to be the defense. This was game. the one o'clock CBS game, and it was just like we both talked about this. This could have been such a good game, back and forth all day, and it was just a slugfest. Just an absolute slugfest. Defensive game. Both teams looked sluggish on offense. Um Dude, they were like Probably at least three touchdowns off of fingertips thrown by Trevor Lawrence in the back of the end zone. Two of them went to Zay Jones. One of them, Calvin really, Ridley. Yeah. It was just like, oh, it was frustrating to watch. I know. I Listen, I have, I have Trevor in almost every league of mine, and he hasn't been as good as advertised. And I, it's been really disappointing. I, I do think that will change moving forward, but – He's just been off to start the year a little bit. And, I, ex- uh, I expect to bounce back this week. Yeah, I'd like to see him use his legs just to, just a smidge more. I'm not asking him to be Justin Fields. I just want him to use his legs a smidge more. Uh, Chiefs look okay. Uh, Chiefs survive. They get off the, the schneid here. Uh, Chris Charlie. Jones looked good. Travis yeah. Kelsey looked good. Yep. Um, questionable play calling by the Jags. I would say that. Sure. I'm good with that. Don't seem to have much of a run game, and I just don't agree with some of the play calls here. But we'll have to see. All right, moving on here, Chuck. Uh, Once again, we had another uh, interesting game. Chargers at the Titans. Um, Titans come all the way back and end up winning in overtime, Charlie. And it just feels like I remember texting you like, Brandon Staley's definitely getting fired, right? Dude. To be leading in this game and to have the Titans – Come back All on right, you so and how win in overtime? Brand, how, how long does Brandon Staley last this season? <sighs> When's their bye week? That's what I would say. I'll tell you this. They play the 49ers week six. Yeah. I don't expect Brandon Staley to be the head coach. Though. I would. I would. I think uh, I think he makes it later on. In the season. If they have like a late bye week, like week 13, I could see him getting fired then. See, I could see them being intrigued by Kellen Moore. That's what that's what, uh, my thing is. I see them intrigued by Kellen Moore, and so I think they will fire Brandon Staley to give Kellen Moore enough time as a potential offensive head coach. So I don't know how, what that time frame is as far as what the Chargers would want, but I agree with you 100%. I think they would want to fire Staley and give Kellen Moore that open tryout for next year. And hey, if worse comes to worse, he's not a head coach yet. He's still one hell of an offensive coordinator. Yeah, Chargers don't have a problem putting up points right now, Charlie. 
No, they don't. I also don't think it, it'll work out with Kellen Moore, but I do th- see them being intrigued by that and being absolutely sick and tired of Brandon Staley. Okay. And I do think it is a Brandon Staley problem. Yeah, I, 100%. I mean, as, as good as that defense is, they're still not that good. Yeah. I mean, they have all the talent in the world. They are talent. But I it mean, just like seems schematically they're still... One of the most talented defenses in the league. And how are you letting up 30 points a game? How are you letting a team like the Titans, who is not as offensively profound as some of these other teams, right. come back and win in overtime on you? Like, I don't... It, don't sit well with me. All right, uh, moving on. We had a very, uh, you know, this one was kind of back and forth here, Charlie, but uh, Packers, Falcons. Packers ended up just losing this, uh, Charlie, to be honest with you. Like, the Falcons do did what the Falcons seem to be doing for this year. They're going to run the ball. Bijan Robinson's going to be a huge part of that. And the Packers just, they, they had a hell of a lead. And then they let the Falcons come back, and then they had no juice. It was like they kind of let off the gas a little bit. A.J. Dillon did nothing. Nothing, which just proves the worthiness of Aaron Jones even more. Yeah. Romeo Dobbs didn't have a very good game. No. Nope. Jaden Reed blew up again for the second straight week. But, yep. Charlie, they're definitely missing Christian Watson for sure. Yeah. Um, I think Desmond Ritter is a winner, dude. I think that's what it boils down to. He's 4-0 at home. Oh, my gosh. I wish y'all could see Bryce's face right now. He just got bit. I, I literally put down my do beer. I was, I was mid-sip. <laughs> he was mid-sip. And I put, put down that. my beer. Do not dude, start this conversation. Desmond Ritter is just a winner. That's oh all there is to God, it, dude. My blood that's is boiling. all there is to it. The guy, uh, all he does is pull out DJ Khaled, dude. All this boy does God, is win. Oh all right? 4-0 at home. Like forty five and nothing or something in college. Like the the guy's a winner, dude. Oh my I can't. Ugh, ugh, ugh. My skin is crawling listening to 29 that. Twenty nine to twenty eight, dude. That's F- fucking oh, that's all there is to it. Bum. All bum. there is to it, dude. Bum. You know he, what he is? He's a winner, that's what he you is. You know what he is? He's, he's a, a winner. Bootleg version of Marcus Mariota. Bootleg version of Marcus Mariota. That's what he is. Moving on. He's a better winner, though. Seahawks at the Lions, Charlie. I'll take this wins. Was just an absolute I'll ro- take wins. That's all I'm uh, This was just an absolute roller coaster of a game. Uh, if you're going to take wins, uh, guess who also takes wins? Uh, his name's Pete Carroll. Uh, and he takes him in overtime as well as regular, uh, regular time as well. Uh, just back and forth. It did seem like the Lions had a large possession of this game. And it was just like the Seahawks came crawling back out of nowhere, forced overtime, and then drove straight down the Lions' throats and ended up getting it in for the game-winning score. It was like, you're looking back at it, and I'm sure the Lions regret it, but it's just like, how the... Another one, just like where the Packers were, where it was like, how the hell did this just happen? They had control this entire game. What is most impressive about the Seahawks to me is both of their starting tackles are out. They had two backup tackles that led up one sack. And um, their pass rush, their pass rush are rookies, basically. Very young. Pete Carroll even said leading up to this game, like, you know, it's going to take them a little bit to get going. It's going to take a few games. Well, they they put some serious pressure on golf in the second half. And um, it was a very impressive win in a probably – ridiculous environment at Ford Field for the first season that they're sold out ever 
season tickets. I mean, hell of a win by the Seahawks, I got to say. We need more Gibbs. If you're the Lions, give me more Gibbs. Well, I, you're going to get it because I just don't David understand. Mo- David Montgomery's hurt, so Good. you're going to get more it's, Gibbs. I mean, it's about damn time. You dra- you spent a fucking 12th overall draft pick on the kid, put him on the damn field. Look at what the Falcons are doing with Bijan. He's got the juice. Give him the damn ball. Give him the ball. See what he's got. You spent a 12th overall pick on him. I don't know if it's Dan Campbell or Ben Johnson. I don't know who to be pissed at, but either one of them needs to figure it the hell out. I Well, starting to think it's Dan in, Campbell. In their defense, I don't think Gibbs has looked that good running the ball. They need to get him the ball out in space. David Montgomery has done a better job of Gotta running the Gotta give the, the kid touches. I yeah, mean, give him touches. Feel it out. T- and now he's going to get all the touches, so... Well. We'll see about that. I don't. I wouldn't. I, I'll believe it when I see it. All right, Chuck. Let's move on here. Um, we had the Colts and the Texans. Charlie, um, over under. Anthony Richardson plays ten games this year. Mm. I'll I'll go over. There's seventeen games in a season now. I'll go over. So he's played two. He didn't finish two. He didn't finish either one. He got pulled at the last drive of his week one, and then this game he ends up getting a concussion. I'm I'm nervous for the kid, Charlie. I'm really nervous for him. Like this is this is not. I mean, all like for the exact same reason you could say Justin Fields. Like I'm all for running the ball. Don't get me wrong. I had a quarterback Cam Newton who was greatest in my opinion, but, one of the best running quarterbacks in the NFL. And history. also Cam Newton was like twice these guys size. He's the same size as Anthony Richardson. Oh, that's right. That's right. The same same size. size. So that's why, like, Cam Newton was just better at it, though. Well, I, I hundred percent agree with you there, but I just like Anthony Richardson. You got to protect yourself, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I get this is what you do, right? But like, I mean, Charlie, this is dangerous. Like, you spent the fourth overall pick in a draft, and this kid, he might not even make it through a whole season alive. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm ner- I'm legitimately nervous for Colts fans at this point because this is not, I mean, getting pulled from both games and not because of ability, because of injury, that's concerning. That's really concerning. Yep. Well, hopefully, he will take that, learn how to get down. Um, now, this one, it was after he scored the touchdown and he hit his head on the ground, and it was a self-reported. That which is important. Yeah. That is important. So, you know, he is aware and he's not I don't think he's willing to sacrifice his health. He was the one that said, Hey, check me out. So I I uh, appreciated Shane Steichen being transparent about that, honestly. Because I think I think that's an important point to make. Well, I don't want to leave anything off here for the Texans because CJ Stroud had a very good game here, Charlie. There you go, CJ. Threw for 360 yards. I mean, popped off. Uh, another person who popped off was Tank Dell, Charlie. Yeah. Got he an did. opportunity. He did get in the CJ Stroud advocated for him and told the Texans to draft this kid, advocated for him, and looked a lot like what Zay Flowers looks like in the Baltimore offense. It was just a go to wide receiver. For C.J. Stroud, um, probably one of the top uh, waiver wire ads for the weekend here uh, moving forward, Charlie. Besides guys that are replacing injured guys. But, yes, Tank Dell looked great. It, that was hey, that was a fun connection to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I was not expecting to see that uh, those type of fireworks from them this early. No, me either. 
Um, still came out with the L, but I mean, that was leaps and bounds different than what we saw week one. So absolutely. Um, all right. Bears bucks. We've kind of already talked about this. Um, you know, again, I think this is another game, albeit like the bucks, you still got to go in. You still have to be able to win the game and they did it in convincing fashion for the most part. Mike Evans looks good. Chris Godwin looks okay, but it looks like they are, you know, when Tom Brady was there, Chris Godwin was the wide receiver one. That's a great segue. My second overreaction. The Bucks are better with Baker Mayfield than with Tom Brady of last year. Wow. What do you say, dude? Wow. They've already won a quarter of the amount of games they won last year. I am not speaking on that one. You For think multiple. Tom's listening? Is he a listener? I don't give a shit if Tom's listening. I just, I don't, <laughs> we don't have time to talk about this. <laughs> dude. Uh, all right. So, uh, Baker, bears, dude. bears are bad. Uh, Buccaneers, I feel like are still TBD. Not as bad as we thought they would be. And that was the same thing we said in week one. Dude, the NFC South is six and two right now. Okay. We don't, we don't have to go into that right now. Um, Moving on here, Charlie. Yeah, look, look. We said the NFC South was going to be the worst division in football. They are six and two. You know exactly why I don't really want to talk about. Oh well, let me let me ask you a question. You asked me a question about the zero and two teams. I did. Of all the two and zero teams, which one do you think is? Would you say are like smoke and mirrors? The Saints. The Saints. Saints. Not the Falcons. Well, tell me why the Saints. Tell me why you think the Saints. I, I, I could understand if you said the Falcons, but after playing the Saints, I just I, – it's going to come down to the Saints or the Falcons for me. Just Not because, the Bucks. Mm, I think the Bucks, Bucks will do better, but I think one of these other teams in the NFC South will eventually crash and burn. And by crash and burn, I think, like, everyone's hyping them up right now. I just – I think – one of them will be lackluster by I'm the end of the I'm not saying I disagree with you either. I'm yeah. just curious. I just think the Saints overall, like, I just don't love, I, I, as, as crazy as it sounds, I don't love the offense. And that might change when Alvin Kamara comes back. Um, and their defense is still good, but their defense is known for getting penalties. Their offensive line, I thought, was atrocious. I know we have a very good defensive line, but I thought we were able to get all over Derek Carr uh, and do it well. The only reason why they killed us was because of one deep ball to Olave and fucking Slant King himself. Like, that's not hard to guard. Like, our defense is good, but they're not that good. Like, I don't but, see but it from the Saints. Your, your front seven played They did, but, like, opinion. again, the they should have – their one of their DBs, I don't even know his name, number 29, was holding our guys all freaking day. Now, don't, don't get me started on the Panthers. I'll save oh, that for oh. later. But, like, regardless, I do think – I think the Saints are one of those teams, in my opinion, comes down to the Saints or the Falcons who are faking it. Okay. I'm cool with it. I, I actually like Arthur Smith more than I like Dennis Allen right now, so I'm, I don't necessarily disagree. So I was just curious. And I should have probably brought that segment up right after you. But anyways. It's all good. Uh, moving on. I think we were on the Giants and the Cardinals. Um, Charlie, the... The Giants looked terrible. And Awful. Then, and then they came back and beat a bad team. It was like they woke up. Like the Undertaker waking up from his coffin. Yeah. Um, Charlie, they were down 20 to nothing. At halftime, right? Yeah. 
So they went six scoreless quarters. Came back to win 28 to 21, I think, right? That was the final? 28 to 27 or 28 to 24, something like 23, maybe. It was a hell of – oh, and you know what the change – you know why that happened? Brian Dayball took over play calling duties at halftime. I was not aware he was not calling plays. He was not. They he had an OC this year calling plays. He took over play calling duties at halftime, and just like that, dude, that is pretty insane to me. That is insane. He went six. The OC went six scoreless quarters, and then Brian Dayball takes over and has a hell of a comeback against a bad team. But yeah, I mean the Cardinals looked good, and that wasn't good just in the, the first offense. half. That wasn't just the offense. You know, I mean, that's the Giants' defense playing poorly. Um, I think this is a good time to go. We'll we'll revisit it, but shout out to Lily, uh, our DK winner this week. Yeah, she drafted two Cardinals players, and she won DK. James Connor, who was the other one? Marquise Brown. Mm. Mm. Interesting. The, um, my coworker was like, "Is that was that your wife? That one?" It's like, yeah. She goes. And he said, uh, the ball's on that woman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the Giants to come back and win and then do it without Saquon for basically the back half of this game. Was um, it the back half? Oh, I thought he got injured late. I don't remember the time frame okay. of it, but obviously I know he got hurt, and obviously he's a huge staple of their offense. But um, – you know, regardless, they're going to be without Saquon moving forward, so definitely something to keep an eye on. And here. Andrew it's Thomas. going to be Daniel Jones' time to shine. Yep, we're going to see. And he actually did look good in the second half. I mean, he made plays. Yeah. Uh, all right, Running. Charlie. Um, Rams kept this game a lot closer than I thought it would be. Um, and the only thing that I really want to so talk we're on about the Rams Niners. The old, yeah. On Rams Niners, the only thing that I want to talk about is Sean McVay covering in the last second by kicking Dude, that last what the second fuck field was goal. That? He covered. I know but he covered. <laughs> I was. Sh- it was like he pushed. I felt like I was in the twilight zone. Dude. Yeah, it was like I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he put down some money or he knew the line. Uh, something. He absolutely knew the line. Yeah, ran up Why? there last second, fire field Dude, goal, and all, drills it. I mean, if you think about it, it's. Not impossible that a touchdown right there could have been quicker than a field goal. Yeah. Because field goals fucking Arguably. linger, dude. Yeah. Well, the, he, he walked, he said that he didn't want to get Matt Stafford hurt by throwing like a, a Hail Mary. It was hardly a Hail Mary if you could fucking kick a field goal. Well, I, I agree with you, but that's what he said. I'm just telling you what he said. That was fucking weird. Dude. I thought it was uh, hilarious how he. I was kind of. He pissed. got it with it. Not that I so bet was, on the game. So it was Niners by seven and a half. Seven and a half, and and so he, therefore the Rams covered. Yeah, I know that. And it was just like that's awesome. I thought that was and shitty. Dude. I thought I, at first I was off. like really questioning like why would he do that, and then later uh, we were talking about it. It was like, oh shit. He just covered the spread. I knew exactly <laughs> what was happening. And I was like, is he really going to try to cover right now? Yeah. And he he knows he's not going to be able to get the get a chance on an onside kick here. Yeah, yeah. So it was literally just, it was a pointless field goal that you could have definitely taken a knee for. Why not cover the spread? Or taking a shot at the end zone. Why not cover the spread? Dude. <laughs> I was pissed. 
Anything, I, didn't, I didn't even vote on it. Or, yeah. I mean, I didn't. Um, I didn't bet on it, but that was stupid. That I pissed it was me hilarious. off. Um, anything about the Niners? Um, yeah, we've we've got a penalty problem, dude. Do you? Week one, we were the second most penalized team in the league. Oh, this week, dude, we were. It was like we were playing flag football, offense and defense. Yeah. Oh, it was brutal. Oh. Um, and it really pissed me off. And it's like this. That's how you're gonna lose to teams like the Cowboys or. Like that, that can't happen. Yeah. Also, Brock Purdy. Uh, this was his worst game as a starter, and he Jeez. still threw 211 yards. Didn't technically throw a touchdown because he threw a pass to Debo Samuel that was really it was a lateral. Really. Sure, it was a bubble screen. Yeah. It was a bubble screen, so it went the pass went backwards. They called it a run, um, but he still ended up putting 30 putting up 30 points. He did leave three touchdowns on the field. He had three mm. overthrows to wide open receivers. And so that was a little uh, flashbacky for me. Um, but still put up 30 points. But we, we looked a little sloppy, I got to say that. Um, and the Rams are a lot better than anyone thought they were going to be. Yeah, at least right now. Yeah. At least right now. All right, Charlie, let's move on here. We have the Jets at the Cowboys, what ended up being a very one-sided event. Um, Charlie, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but the Jets are bad when Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, and the Cowboys are really good when Micah Parsons is playing. Yeah. But Dak also looked really good in this game. Dak looked really good. Yeah. I was like the Cowboys offense, you know, the Mike McCarthy Cowboys offense – has looked pretty good so far, and this is a this is a very good Jets defense, and it just to see what they were able to do, especially involving Tony Pollard and getting him going throughout the day, like that's pretty impressive against this Jets D. I, I was now obviously I the Jets agree. D played a lot more than what they probably would with Aaron Rodgers on the field, but regardless, you gotta you gotta strap it up and you gotta play some D when you're called on. You need to answer the call. C.D. Lamb had a great game. Um, he had like seven receptions or something like that. He, he had a, he had a good game. Um, I just want to bring up though, everyone's like talking shit to Sauce like big time. Oh, there was only one target to C.D. Lamb when he was against Sauce, and it was a deflection. It was a pass breakup for Sauce. Yeah. So yeah, every time. But C.D. had a great game. I, I mean. That's game planning right there. Get your best player away from their best player mm-hmm. and get him the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dallas looks scary. Yeah. They look respectable. Against, for sure. against a very good defense. Very good defense. Anything else? That's, no. Okay. All right. Uh, Commanders, Broncos. What ended up coming down to uh, the last play of the game, Charlie, in a two point uh, conversion attempt. Um, you know, uh, Commanders end up storming back here. They were down 21-3 to at halftime and end up uh, Sam Howell leading a bit of a comeback here. Um, Sam Howell looks pretty good, Charlie. Got to give him credit. He looks pretty good. Now, Sam Howell what probably wasn't the main reason why they won this game. Uh, that person's name is Brian Robinson, who looks to have kind of emerged here throughout the first two weeks of the season and looks 
pretty damn good running the ball. Which is what they expected last year. He had the little hiccup of getting shot. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Right? Uh, Many, man. <laughs> you know what The song? Yeah. Song that I ran out to? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you distracted me. Yeah, Brian Robinson. Yeah, looking great, good. dude. Yep. Um, he's a he. He can be a problem. Sam Howell, I'm willing to give him more credit than I was originally going to. Um, someone, Gary Terry looked pretty good, and uh, someone, my actually, my dad dropped him in fantasy on Terry like, on Tuesday. I picked him up on Wednesday. Wow, and he sat on my bench, but well, still, yeah. I have Jahan Dotson. I'm just kind of upset with Jahan. Like, I wish they would just, you know, Biennemi's got a very uh, big issue with, like, featuring one guy. Um, not, I would say a very big issue, but, like, Jahan Dotson blew up at the end of last year. Like, there's no reason why this guy should not be targeted more in a route tree. And that upsets me because this kid is dripping with potential. Well, listen, I think it's a possibility that they were maybe – putting coverage towards Jahan thinking Terry would be a little bit more of a decoy considering the turf toe that everyone thought he had. Listen, after what he had five or seven receptions, something like that. Dotson. Um, I wouldn't worry too much about Dotson. Well, I'm hoping so. The dude's talented. He's made plays. He has had big games. Um, he didn't have a great game, but, uh, if Sam Howell continues to, Sling it the way he has. I like everyone has an opportunity. Curtis Samuel. Everyone has an oh, opportunity. Jeez. He had he had some plays. Ugh. Ugh. You can't just be you can't just hate everyone that used to be a Panther. I right? don't hate everyone that used to be a Panther. But sure? Joey Sly is trash, okay? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, nailed it right there. Nailed it. Uh, all right, let's move on here. Uh, we had Sunday night football. Uh, Dolphins at the Patriots. Another relatively good game here, Charlie. Uh, Raheem Mostert popped off, though. Looked very, very good in this game. Um, I was just impressed with the Dolphins overall. Like It just seemed like the Dolphins were out-patrioting the Patriots yeah. by like just dipping and dunking their way down the field and then ending with points at the end of these Long, time-possessive drives. Uh, And obviously, we knew Tyreek wasn't uh, going to blow up for 200 yards because that's not Bill Belichick's style. Um, But I did think that uh, Tyreek and Waddle did a very good job of finding those seams in a lot of those zone coverages. But um, And Waddle bounced back after a a sorry fantasy performance week one. Yeah, ends up... Back on the concussion protocol, so it's definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward. Raheem Mostert got in the and two tutties, so uh, he had a hell of a fantasy performance. Turns out the Dolphins can run the ball. Yep. Um, imagine that. They only have a run game genius, but yeah, it took them a while to get it going. Hey, Dolphins look pretty good and right by now, a while, I mean two weeks, but still. Um, when the Patriots are usually pretty stout on the run game, so, Dolphins are looking pretty legit, dude. Yeah, Dolphins are legit. They really are. Uh, Pats, I think they will get one. Um, I don't know what those games look like, um, but I know they will always be in the game no matter what, Charlie. All right. Um, and I still expect um, improvement with Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, Monday Night Football, we had two games here, Charlie. Saints at the Panthers. Um, which one of these games did you watch? Um, I was kind of bouncing back and forth. Okay. Uh, give me your thoughts on Saints and Panthers, and then I'll I'll go on my rant here. Uh, so what I what I watched of the Saints and Panthers was just a. Uh, it's like a, it was like the Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Give it away. <laughs> Every time I, I mean, it was just constant turnovers, and so we just switched it to the Browns and the Steelers, and then that was kind of like, it wasn't much better. Give it away by Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then yeah. <clears throat> Lily suggested watching just going Real bed. Housewives. I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. let's go check on the Panthers. Let's go check on Bryce Young. Yeah. Um. But I didn't get to see the second half. I I, I saw the very beginning of the third quarter, but there was a little bit more, I think, offensively in the second half than there was in the first half. Um. But I I gotta say I was impressed by the Panthers' defensive front. Mm-hmm. Um. The, I mean, because of it, Saints looked pretty blah offensively. Olave had that absolute circus catch. Um, Michael Thomas was racking in the PPR points. Uh, and they need, the Saints need Alvin Kamara back. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, Browns. Steelers, uh, Deshaun Watson's still looking a little flat. And now, obviously, he had the pick six, play one. Um, I was shocked that when I turned that game on, nine seconds was off the clock, and it was 7 nothing Pittsburgh. Um, but Nick Chubb was moving the ball. So it was a – and I, I saw the injury, so it, it, that was pretty disappointing. Um I don't really know what else to say. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I'm too old to stay up anymore for these games. And just with my schedule, it, it would hurt. I mean, like, I would have to stay up for Niners games. It's going to, it's going to suck the yeah. next day. Yeah. All right. So, uh, general, general concerns for the Panthers here. Um, you know, I'm not going into this thing expecting Bryce Young to have a phenomenal rookie year. Um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm more realistic than that. I mean, even Peyton Manning had a terrible rookie year and, uh, he's going to make it into the hall of fame. So, um, I, am not, I'm not a pessimist in any way, shape or form. As far as a rookie quarterback goes, I feel like I'm more of a realist and having a, a basis of understanding that there are going to be some growing pains here. First of all, I'm Bryce Young. I under, uh, with that being said, throw the damn ball away. Just throw the damn ball away. Get rid of the ball. Like, your wide receivers are not open. If you're going to – and this is this is a thought that I had. If you're going to scramble, then scramble. But, like, his scrambling to get guys open or extend the play to then get guys open, like, he's just got to understand, like, this year, that shit ain't, it ain't happening. It's yeah, just not happening. Unfortunately for all the rookie quarterbacks, he may have the – he may – well, actually, outside of Anthony Richardson, but I was going to say he may have the best offensive line, but supporting cast outside of that is the weakest out of the three. I don't know that we have the best offensive line anymore. We lost our starting guard for the entire year. Um, or we still haven't gotten Austin Corbett back, so uh, we have basically two big gaping holes at both guard positions. 
I feel like our tackles are getting better and Bradley Bozeman's holding down the center spot, but our guards right now are two. One's a rookie and one's a second-year guy. Um, thankfully, we, we basically had to pull our second-year guy out of the game and start a veteran backup because of how uh, demolished uh, the second-year guy was getting during the— Icky? No, no, he's a tackle. Oh, Kate, I thought you were Kate talking about, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking Kate about Cade Mays, our guard at a Tennessee that we drafted last year and just got embarrassed on a lot of these uh a lot of these inside uh defensive linemen. Um Chandler Zavala didn't have a very good game either, but I write that down with an asterisk because he was playing right guard for the first week of the season. And now that our left guard is out, we moved him over to his natural left guard position. Chandler Zavala is an NC State graduate who played next to Icky. Icky. Uh, so I feel like that's going to get better. Those yeah. guys were good together. That will get better. Um, but we just – overall, we have no separation. We're, we're trusting Adam Thielen to gain separation. Adam Thielen's a 33-year-old white wide receiver trying to get separation in short and intermediate routes. God forbid we even try and throw something down the field because nothing's there. It's not DJ Chark. It's not Adam Thielen. Jonathan Mingo has had eight targets last game and only caught three of them. So, and like, you can say all that and then say, well, what about your run game? Well, it's been damn near non-existent. We went out and we paid Miles Sanders the most running back money out of this free agency class to come in and do one thing, and that was to run the ball, but also catch the ball. He hasn't caught but maybe 10 balls on the season, Charlie, and that might even be over what he's actually caught as far as his, as his true receptions on the year. And they were touting him to be, oh, yeah, we're going to get him more receptions than he had his rookie year in Philly. Well, that shit hasn't happened. So it's like, what is it coming down to? Is it Frank Reich in the play calling? Is it like our defensive line and linebackers have played really well? And now we're without J.C. Horn and not like I, I can go on. I'm very concerned. What we need to focus on moving forward is Bryce Young popped up on the injury report today with an ankle injury. He finished that game completely healthy, Charlie. So I, I'm, you know me, I love a good conspiracy. I literally have a book, Bigfoot statue in my backyard, Charlie. You do. I don't know what the plan is here, but I feel like they're trying to protect him and be overprotective like helicopter parents because this feels like that he's taken too many hits over the first two weeks with a banged up or very non-cohesive offensive line. And I like even Frank Reich was very non-committal on so who's going to start. So you think Frank start. Reich went up and hit him with a baseball bat in the ankle or something? I, I don't know for sure, but I think that they might be overplaying an injury to try and get Andy Dalton in there for a couple weeks and let Bryce Young like just take a step back early on in the season and, and just see it from the other side, which goes against the exact same thing that they came into the season wanting to do. So like we cannot get into this fucking yo-yo effect, but like Scott Fitterer, I doubt you're listening, but if you are go get this fucking, go get this guy, a true playmaker on the offensive side of the ball. Just one. I'm only asking for one, whether it's T Higgins or someone else, go get someone to be a true playmaker for Bryce Young. Cause God knows we need it. It ain't DJ Chark, it ain't Mingo, and it damn sure ain't Thielen right now. Hayden Hurts is not even really doing the trick. We need someone who can catch passes, who is going to be able to at least 
take the top off the defense to clear out some of these underneath routes. But right now, these defenses are just sitting on top of all these throws. And Bryce Young is sitting there in the pocket, holding it, holding it, holding it, trying to wait for someone to get open or find something that's open. Then he's trying to scramble. Then he's unsure about scrambling. And then he's either getting hit or sacked from behind. It just, it's, a, it's a shit show right now. It's a shit show right now. And I'm it's just. Not a, it's not a Bears shit show, though. No, it's not a Bears shit show, but it just really doesn't look good. And, like, I'm fucking emotionally scarred for Matt Rule the last four years. So, like, my chap and ass, I'll get to it later, but, like, I'm I'm emotionally scarred. Like, I just need – I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not even asking for a win every week, Charlie. I'm just asking for some progression. I haven't seen it because this looks like the same Matt Rule Panthers that when he left, right? This, I mean, this doesn't even look like Steve Wilkes Panthers. This looks like Matt Rule Panthers right now. We can't even score fucking we barely scored 20 points against the Saints prevent defense in the last in the last bit of the fourth quarter. Like I'm really concerned here and like I just need something to calm my nerves so that I can start like coming back down to reality. But I am in I am on the verge of like full panic mode at this point and like Frank Reich, you got to get rid of the fucking vanilla bean offense and start calling some plays, sack up and call some fucking plays here. It was a lot, I know, but I had to get it off my chest. I've been fucking sitting on it all day. It's been unbelievable. Brown Steelers. Steelers have a great D. Kenny Pickett, figure it the fuck out. <laughs> uh. All right, let's go into picks. How do we do on picks, Charlie? Did we talk about the Panthers yet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um. Bryce, you went ten and six. I went nine and seven. Listeners went eight and eight. What's that put us all in the year? I'm uh, twenty-one and eleven. You are seventeen and fifteen, and the listeners are sixteen and sixteen. Oh, nice. Okay, I'm coming for you. Yeah, you got some catching up to do. All I right. never start the regular season strong, dude. So this is the first time ever. Yeah, true. True, and I'm probably not going to keep it. Up. I, you know, that was a that was a fluke. But yeah, I felt good about all my picks. I picked them for a reason, you know. Yeah. All right, let's get into this thing, Charlie. We have Thursday night football: Giants at the 49ers. 49ers are favored by ten points. Charlie, who is your love hate? Um, I love Debo in this one. Ayuk is questionable. <clears throat> he, they uh, did a CT scan. There's no fracture. They were looking at his clavicle, his collarbone. Nope fracture or anything so it's a pain tolerance thing i say sit them i i mean if i was the coach uh i don't know that they will but i think that 10 points is not reasonable because of what how the giants looked when dayball took over the play calling um this is a different defense than the cardinals granted but still 10 points is, is a lot. Mike Straub, dude, I'm going to put him on blast. Okay. He texted me yesterday and <clears throat> congratulated me on the win before kickoff. And he said he's not even tuning into the game. I said bullshit. It's definitely bullshit. And he should be, he should definitely watch at least the first half. Well, yeah, I mean, it's too late after that. I mean, you, you can't, you can't say it for a whole game True. nowadays. You True. know what I mean? All right, love hate, um, love Debo hate uh, Waller. Okay, 
only because I could barely name a fucking receiver on the Giants. And Jalen Hyatt. Hyatt. Yeah, well, I don't hate him. Okay, fair. <laughs> um, my game pit or my uh, love is going to be Jake Moody. He's going to have a busy day. Uh, my hate. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, my hate. Um, what about? Okay, whatever. I'll let you ride with it. Uh, I my hate. If I can finish it, is going to be Brita. Um, I, it seems like he's going to be the fill in for Saquon. Yep. I think this is going to come down to Daniel Jones. And so I actually like Darren Waller in this game just because out of pure volume. Yeah. Um, but I do think Jalen Hyatt could have a, a long bomb, at least one just to kind of pop the top on the D, but, um, it's going to come down to Daniel Jones and how effective he can be as a runner and a passer in order to at least stay competitive in this game. All right, fantasy pick him. Dino Dong Daniel Jones, 16.1 points. Mm. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 16.01 points. Um, I'll take the under. I would go even on it. I'm gonna go over. Said, oh, I was gonna say. I thought you said we could. We're not. Go we're not. Under. We're not going even. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go over on rushing yards. Okay, that would that's, be the only that's thing what carries him yeah, over. That was gonna say that would be the only thing that I think would carry him over. Um, Charlie, I got the Niners. I got the Niners. Okay. All right. Uh, what about the, a, just just for shits and gigs spread? Would you say who? under ten points? Okay, I'm taking I'm taking the Giants then. If the spread sits at ten at game yeah. time, I'm taking Giants. Okay, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, yeah. All right, next one we have Panthers at the Seahawks. Seattle is favored by six full points. Charlie, my love is going to be Kenneth Walker. Um, Panthers are just giving up a lot Hold of on like. A second, uh, just just out of curiosity, how do we did we um, just not in chronological order like we usually do? That's a four o'clock game. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, sorry, it popped up first on mine. That's all right. Um, but we can, let's we'll go ahead and okay. So this is a all four right. o'clock game. Okay. Panthers Seahawks Seahawks are favored by six full points. Uh, my love is going to be Kenneth Walker. I just think that the Panthers are getting a lot, giving a lot of running game options right now. Shaq Thompson just went out with a season long injury. Uh, I think it's going to open up a lot of things for the running game here. My hate is going to be an obvious one. It's going to be Panthers wide receivers here. Um, but I would also, if you made me pick someone else, I would hate um, maybe DK or Lockett. One of the two. The Seahawks have a lot of people on injury list right now. So there's going to be some people that might be inactive come this game. Um, so I love Geno. I hate. Kenneth Walker only because of uh, the Panthers' D-line is very solid. They're playing backup tackles, who I know I just commended them for playing very well against the Lions. I kind of think the Panthers' D-line is a little bit more formidable, especially on the inside. Now, I know that's not who the tackles are going against, but um, I, I, I think Kenneth Walker might have trouble, although you would think – I'm going Seattle, but I you would think that Seattle will be running the ball a lot, I, but I do think he struggles. Maybe we might see some Charbonnet. I don't know, um, but I love Gino in this one. Um, fantasy pick on Bryce DK thirteen point two five point under. I'm gonna go under as well. 
I wouldn't to, surprise me that he gets a touchdown, but I, I'm not mainly to 13. support you. I was gonna say I'm not taking 13 points. I got the Seahawks, Charlie. I got the Seahawks. You got to be you got to be a special breed to go into Seattle and get a win. Yep. We are not him. All right, uh, Colts, Ravens, Baltimore's favored by seven and a half points. Charlie, who's your love hate? Uh, so we're back to the one o'clock games. Um, I love Mark Andrews in this one. I hate Gardner Minshew. Who's your love hate? Um, I love Zach Moss, and I hate Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, fantasy pick'em Gus the Bus Edwards at eight point eight three points. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over because I think he's gonna get in for a tutty, which means he would only need twenty yards rushing. I'm gonna get him over. Yeah, I'm I'm going over on that, and I I wouldn't be surprised if he hits it on yards alone. Yeah. Colts gave up a lot of yard. Well, they didn't to the Texans, but they didn't have to because Texans were. I'm I'm going for a majority of that game. I'm going Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going Baltimore. All right, next one we have Titans at the Browns. Charlie Cleveland's favored by three and a half points. Uh, my love is going to be uh, the King Henry. Um, I just think they're just, I don't know. I know the Browns have a really good defense, and I didn't really know who to pick, to be completely honest with you. Um, I also hate Kareem Hunt. He did just get signed by the Browns. I did, I'm did. i trying to pick him up in fantasy, but he's not someone that I'm going to start right away. I would say at least a week until I felt comfortable it seems like the who, who I'm the, sorry, who's your hate? Kareem Hunt. Okay, okay, sorry. It seems like the Browns really like um, Jerome Ford. Um, so I think Kareem they didn't sign Kareem Hunt for no reason. So Kareem Hunt will have a role. I just don't think that's this week. Uh, I love Derrick Henry too. My hate was Jerome Ford, um, because Tennessee's defense looked. Pretty good. I mean, Josh Kelly had like 13 rushes for 39 yards. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I never saw a stat line, but I I knew he was not doing too well. It was it was pretty rough. Um, and I think Kareem Hunt will. I mean, he might vulture some of the carries at Jerome. Ford. They love Jerome Ford. They yeah, really they do. really do. Um, yeah. and he actually did step in and play well after Chubb went down, but. This I think this will be a tough game for him. Um, fantasy pick him, Bryce. DeAndre Hopkins, 12.53. Under. I'm going to go over. Has he hit over that at all this season in the first two games? Full PPR? Yeah. Yeah, he did last week. What would he get? Off the look. Would he have like six receptions? I think he had like 13 or 14 points. So he was like okay. right there. Okay, all right. I was saying, I knew he was doing okay, but I knew he wasn't popping off. Game pick? Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going Tennessee. All right, next Although, one. Uh, whatever, I already said it. Okay. Next one, we have Broncos at Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are favored by six and a half points. Charlie, my love is going to be wide receivers in this thing. I have Jerry Judy. I had Jerry Judy sitting on my bench. I think they will try and get Jerry Judy back and involved in this offense. He is still a very good wide receiver, and last week was his first week back. I also think Mims, uh, they like taking deep shots with him. I could see that happening more. And, I mean, you name a Dolphins wide receiver, and they're probably going to have a big game here. Yep. My hate's going to be Javante Williams. This Dolphins D is legit. That's not someone who I would want to run the ball against. I love uh, Mostert. I hate Javante Williams. Fantasy pick him, Bryce. Cortland Sutton, 8.31 points. Oof. Under. 
Because I think... What did you just say your love was? Wide receivers. But I think Mims and Judy are going to be the two guys. I'm going to... Um... I'm going to go over. Game pick? Miami. Yeah, I got fins. All right. Pats at the Jets. New England, New England is favored by two and a half points. Who's your love-hate? Love Brees Hall. I hate Ramondre just on the Jets' defense. Bryce? I actually love Ramondre, <laughs> not for his rushing game, but for his receiving yards that he could potentially get here. Uh, and my hate's going to be Zach Wilson. That should be pretty obvious here, Charlie. Um, I don't think he has a very good track record against uh, Bill Belichick defense. I don't think he has a very good track record, period. True. Um, fantasy pick him, Hunter Henry. Yeah. 6.52. Over. Over for yeah. sure, in my opinion. Yeah, over. I think he might, yeah. Game it, pick? Uh, Pats, off the schneid. We're going to have to have if, a con- if the Jets lose this game, we're going to have to have a conversation about what they do at quarterback moving forward. Yeah, I I want to go Jets, but I can't imagine the Patriots at 0 and 3. I can't either. But we've picked every single game the same, so I'm going to go Jets. Okay. Bills at Commanders, Buffalo's favored by six and a half points. Charlie, who is your love-hate? I got to find this game. Bills at Commanders. My love is going to be Brian Robinson. Um, I'd like to, if the Bills prove me wrong and have a great rush defense, so be it. But Brian Robinson looked very good last week, uh, and I think this is a different, different offensive line and a di- much different running back than what they faced last week. So I'm going to take Brian Robinson. My hate is going to be James Cook. I do think that the Commanders have a very good defensive line, arguably one of the best in the league. I think it's going to be tough sledding for anyone up the middle. Charlie, who's your love-hate? Uh, I love Terry McLaurin. I think uh, Washington's going to need to throw the ball to keep up in this game. I hate Dalton Kincaid. This could have gone uh, – my thing about this, um, I, you know how I feel about Josh Allen with his tight ends, and it still seems like Dawson Knox right now is the favored guy, um, but they're very close, and either way, they're s- splitting a small amount of targets, in my opinion. So – um, hates Kincaid, Bryce fantasy pick him, James Cook, 13.09 under I'm going, um, he's my hate. So I have to go under on that. Oh, right. I'm going to go under as well. Okay. But it's, Game pick? I think it'll be right. It'll be close to that. I'm going Buffalo. I'm, I'm going to go Buffalo here, but I think the commanders have a chance to win this game. I really do. I think they have a chance to shock the Bills. It honestly wouldn't surprise me if the Commanders start marching down the field on the Bills, but I could see a Sam Howell mistake of some sort costing them this game or costing them a chance to win this game. I think it's this possible. Is, this is a next-level defense. That's what I'm trying to get at. I think the Bills is a next-level defense better than what they've seen so far this year. I think of all those 2-0 and teams – I think everyone in the NFC South is suspect as as far as a pretender goes. Washington would be the only team outside of the NFC South that are two and zero that I think might all could potentially be a pretender. Fair, but I do think Sam Howell is playing well and will get better. Mm. Um, but I also think it's possible he gets exposed. So fair. Falcons at the Lions. Detroit is favored by three points. Charlie, 
My love is going to be uh, Jameer Gibbs. I feel like this is the Dan Campbell. You got no excuse to not play this guy. There's no, should be no excuse. Jameer Gibbs shouldn't have at least 20 touches on this game, whether that's rushing or receiving or a mixture of both. You have to get this kid a ball. You have to, you have to incorporate him and use him like you drafted him in the 12th overall pick. My hate's going to be Kyle Pitts. That should be obvious at this point. I love Gibbs as well. Um, I totally agree with you. Touches all day for Gibbs this week. And if I were Dan Campbell, I would tell the offensive coordinator first play, and I don't tell Gibbs not to run the way he normally does. Freaking run it at your tackle's ass, dude, as hard as you can, and smack a linebacker, and establish a downhill running game with Gibbs. Um, my hate's gonna be Ritter in this one. Mm. I think Detroit can uh, – I do think he's a winner. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think Detroit's defensive line could get after him. Um, fantasy pick him, Bryce. Kyle Pitts, 8.76. Way under. Way under eight points, dude? Yeah. yeah. There's only seven points to go. What do you like mean way under? I would say under? under five points. Okay. Um, they need to get him involved at some point. Not going to happen. I think he's going to get traded. And apparently there are rumors that he gets traded. That Kansas City's uh, ringing the doorbell, if you will. Mm. That's that's a fr- people say that all the time, dude. Yeah, send that's back Kelsey. What would they send back Kelsey? Oh yeah, for sure, dude. They'll definitely trade away Travis Kelsey. No, they're gonna put Travis him like Kelsey, as a slot you receiver. You could argue Travis Kelsey is getting close to the end of his career. They need someone that, that would sweeten the, the deal ball. pretty well if they love him like they, that. They need someone that can catch the ball. That's not Travis Kelsey. Okay, um, but uh, um, Game I'm gonna pick. go. I'm gonna go. Oh, I didn't say my over under. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go under just because they're not they're not utilizing him yet, and it doesn't seem like they're going to until they trade him. Um. <clears throat> Detroit. I'm going to go Detroit because I can't pick the Falcons. But this is, in my opinion, this is a pick'em game. Yeah, it's a close one. What was the spread, did you say? Three. Detroit by three because they're home. I didn't hear the spread, but I figured that you said it because we yeah. have, we, you know. Yeah. Next. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Saints at the Packers. Green Bay's favored by two points. Charlie, my love is going to be defense in general. I just think both of these teams have shown some mediocrity on offensive side of the ball. Um, my hate is going to be Saints running backs. Um, I, I just think this team is one week away from having anyone impactful in the backfield. Uh, it doesn't seem like James or Jamal Williams is going to come back in the next couple of weeks from that hamstring injury. So. Love D, hate Saints running backs. Love Michael Thomas because Jair is not on him. Um, I don't think he would cover him. I think he would cover Olave. That's what I'm saying. Said so I think. Oh, oh I no, love okay. Michael Thomas because Jair is sure. not on him. Um, hate AJ Dillon because he really shot the bed. And if I mean I like AJ Dillon more if Aaron Jones is there mm-hmm. to vulture touchdowns at least. Um, uh, fantasy pick him, Bryce Derek Carr. 16.35 points. I'll take the over. I'm going under. Game pick. What's your game pick? I'm going to go Packers. But I feel like this is another pick em. 
And Vegas proved that again since Packers are at home and they're only favored by two. Um. Whew. Uh, uh, I'm. Uh, um. I'm gonna go Packers. Okay. That was your one chance to go opposite. I know. I really wanted to go Green Bay, though. And so I was trying to justify my head going Saints. Mm -hmm. You took the Lions for me, so. But you also chose the Lions. Because you took the Lions from me. Well, I didn't take them from you if you chose them, too. We're sharing them. We're sharing them, dude. Moving on. Texans at the Jaguars. I think this could be a sneaky good game here, Charlie, at least fantasy value-wise. Jacksonville's favored by nine and a half points, which seems like a very, very wide spread in my opinion. I don't see that happening at all. Um, but Charlie, who's your love hate? I love Lawrence. I hate ETN. Although, I I just think the Texans' defense is going to get more stout, more stout, more stout. Um, and I think it's possible the easiest way for to move the ball for Jacksonville this week will be through the air. Who's your love hate? Yeah, I love both quarterbacks in this sense. I think it could be a like a mini duel uh, against these two guys. I think this is a game that a budding I, rivalry, perhaps. a budding rivalry. That's right. I could I could see this being a game that Trevor Lawrence finally has a little bit of a breakout here, uh, and I I think the Jags defense is just bad enough for the Texans to kind of expose them here. So I love the quarterbacks, and I hate Evan Ingram. It just feels like he's kind of like the last man standing as far as. Targets go outside of Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, and Travis Etienne. Yeah, when well, we kind of thought Zay Jones would be the m- man out. Yeah. Um, it's it's seeming like Ingram, although Zay Jones is questionable. True. Um, fantasy pick em, Bryce, Nico Collins, 11.47. Mm. I'll go over. But I also think Tank Bigsby could have a good game here, too. Well, they both had a sorry, big not, game. Sorry, not Tank. Sorry. Tank Dell, not yes. Bigsby. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because then we're talking about the Jags. Correct. Um, yeah, I'm going to go over. Nico put up 30 last week. Yeah, pretty incredible. Um, I'm going to go over. Game pick? Jacksonville. Damn it. You know what's interesting? I'm going to go Jacksonville because it's at home. I w- I w- yeah, I'm going to go Jacksonville at home. Closer game than I thought. What's interesting? Well, I think we're about to get to this game, so. Okay, Chargers at the Vikings. That's not the game. But completely even. 50-50, Charlie. No spread. What's your love-hate? I love wide receivers and quarterbacks in this game. I mean. How could you not? This is going to be a fun-ass game to watch. Yeah. This is if, 1 o'clock if you 4 ha- o'clock. If you hate defense, yeah. this is the game for you. Uh, this is a 1 o'clock game. Last one on our list here. Um I hate running backs because of it. And as long, if Eckler's not back, then, yeah, I hate running backs. Uh, Bryce. I love the offense yeah. <laughs> in general, just offense in general. Uh, and my hate, Charlie, is any sort of lead in this game. Anyone who has a lead, Charlie, uh, big hate, uh, it's going to go. Uh, it's not going to be there for long. Um, I agree with you. I think this could be one of the most exciting games uh, of the weekend, um, and I think it's going to be very much back and forth uh, with both offenses leading the charge here. Fantasy pick them? Yeah. Hawkinson. Ooh. 12.55. Over. Over. For show. Game um, pick? Minnesota. Ooh. I will go Chargers. Okay. I will go Chargers. Thank God, dude. 
All right. Uh, Cowboys at the Cardinals. Dallas is favored by 12 four po- full points. That seems like a little high to me, Charlie. Um, but my love is going to be Dak here. I just think he's starting to hit his stride. I also think this card's D is going to get worse as the season progresses. Uh, my hate is going to be James Conner. I wouldn't want to rush against this defense. That's all I know. Uh, my love is actually going to be Pollard, which has been opposite of what I've said all year. But um, once they started calling the right play, Saquon went off on Arizona's defense. And I think that McCarthy will get Pollard going. Um, my hate's also James Conner for the same reason. Fantasy pick on Marquise Brown, 10.14. I'm going under. I'll go over only because I think he's still running out of the slot, right? That's where they like him. But he's technically the... the. Uh, I'll go over. Okay. I think he's technically the Z. Mm. If he's on the outside, I'll go under. Because that means he's going up against Diggs. And well, he's... he's but if he's on I the mean, slot... I mean, on a depth chart, you'd see him, if they listed it this way, he's the Z, the outside. But he, they line him up slot. Okay. Because that's... That's where he right. thrives. All right. Bears at the Chiefs. Oh, wait. Who's your game pick? Uh, who's your game pick? It's Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to test you. All Dude, right. Maybe Josh Dobbs pulls it off. Oh, come on. We'll see. Uh, Bears at the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 12, 12 and a half points. Charlie, my love, is going to be Travis Kelsey. This seems like a get-right game for him. Uh, and my hate's going to be just Bears defense. Knowing what we know now, there's going to be a shift here. Yeah, my love is Kansas City. My hate Chicago in this one. Um, fantasy pick them, Kadarius Tony, 11.09. Mm. I think it's a get-right game for everyone on the Chiefs, so I'm going to say over. I'm going to say under. I think this is a, an Isaiah Pacheco game. Mm. Um, Chiefs. This is what I – yeah, Chiefs. I was. This is what I was going to say was interesting earlier. We are talking about Chicago being terrible. Um and how we've talked about the Cardinals tanking for Caleb Williams. Well, I do kind of think I, I totally see Chicago getting the number one overall pick at this point. This is way too early, obviously, but they are playing. That is such a disaster, such a dumpster fire over there that I see them ending up with the number one overall pick. The Cardinals will likely have two top five picks because they will have the Texans pick. Well, Unfortunately, the Bears may not be that far behind them because they have the Panthers pick. So, Panthers or the Bears could end up yeah. with two top ten picks. Maybe not top five, but definitely top ten. Yeah. On the rate that the Panthers are going right now. And so it would be interesting to know if Chicago wanted Caleb Williams, and I bet the Cardinals would package their two and their four. If you don't want Caleb Williams... Line it up. Who do you want next? Do you want Drake May? Do you want Shador Sanders? Like, this quarterback class is going to be loaded. Yeah, Drake May, I think, is going to Quinn fall. Quinn Ewers could come out this year. Yeah, he could. I mean, there's there, this could be a very loaded quarterback class. So, like, even if you don't get Caleb Williams, you still have a pretty damn good pick. That's true. You want. That's true. So, all right, let's move on here. Sunday Night Football, Steelers at the Raiders. Vegas is surprisingly favored by two and a half points, Charlie. Uh, my love is going to be George Pickens. I think he's going to be uh, kind of getting into uh, stride with Kenny Pickett. Uh, my my hate, Najee Harris. Yeah, he's been a very, he's been a major disappointment. Can for I me. say dud? Yeah, 
I mean, between what we saw last year, which he might have been hurt, and then the two weeks this year, I mean, I even told Kelly, like, Jalen Warren looks like the better back right now. Oh, yeah. He's more explosive, he's more dynamic. Like, Najee just seems like he runs into the back of his lineman. Najee seems like he's going through the motions. Yeah, there's no explosiveness at all. Yeah. It's like, shit. All right, well, let me just, you know, get tackled so I can get to the next play. Jalen Warren. He's got some pop to him. Dude, he, he looks like he hurts. Yeah. He hurts you when he hits you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my love is Devontae. My hate is Pickett. Um, have, yeah. Fantasy pick him. Najee. Mm. 11.9. Under. Under. Game pick. I'm going to go Vegas. Okay, I'll go Stellars. I think uh, Vegas's defensive line, without Chandler Jones, who, by the way, has been put on the non-football illness list. Um, but That could be its own podcast. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think um, uh, Max Crosby's going to have a day. Okay. So who'd you go? Steelers? Stellars, yep. Monday Night Football, we have another doubleheader here, Charlie. Why? Why do we have another doubleheader? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I didn't love it either. Um, Monday Night Football, Eagles at the Bucks. Philly's favored by five full points. Charlie, who's your love-hate? I love Mike Evans. I hate Rashad White. I love A.J. Brown. I hate Rashad White. Fantasy pick him, Devontae Smith, 14.98. Mm. Damn. And we can't push either, can we? Nope. I'll go under. I think he probably has really close to that. I'm going to go over. Just over. Pick. Eagles. Yeah, I got the Eagles. All right. Rams at the Bengals. Cincinnati's favored by two and a half points. Joe Burrow's status still up in the air, Charlie. Who's your love hate? Nakua, dude. Love Nakua. Um,. Puka Nakua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. Um, I hate Irv Smith. Who's your love hate? My love, this one's going to hit even better now, is uh, Kyron Williams. Okay. Um, and my hate's going to be T. Higgins. If we don't know who Joe Burrow's backup is, well, we don't know if Joe Burrow's going to play. I don't love any of these wide receivers for the Bengals. So, fantasy pick them, Joe Mixon, 13.39. Mm-hmm. I, I could see it only because you guys did a pretty good job of running the ball on the Rams. And I think that if Joe Burrow doesn't play, I think that's what they're going to really emphasize is the run game here. But I'm still going to take the under on that. 13 seems high. All right, I'm going to go over. He'd have to get in the touchdown for that. And they haven't really proved that they can consistently get in the end zone. Pick. Based on the way the two teams are playing, I'm going Rams. Dude. Yeah, I'm going Rams, but like if Joe Burrow plays, I might not. But like at this point, we don't know, so I'm if, just going to go. If with the Joe Rams. Burrow's playing, dude, he's playing less than 100 percent against Aaron Donald. I mean, that's yeah, dangerous. Yeah, not something I would want to do. Uh, quick note, also, this is just I just thought of this. Seattle signed uh, Jason Peters, left tackle. He will. He's on the practice squad. He probably won't play this week, but apparently he looks really good and he will get some playing time soon. 
That was just something I thought of thinking of Bengals offensive line if they can hold up. Fair enough. All right, Charlie. You know what time it is? Time to slow it down a little bit here, Charlie. Talk about some daily fantasy football in the form of some smooth jazz. (laughs) Nice and smooth like, like a baby's bottom here, Charlie. Or like the side of your nicely precipitated or... Condensated. Condensated. I see you looking at my beer can. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Nice little condensations on the can, Charlie. It's precipitating a little bit. Or I should say, uh, what's the fancy word for sweating? Yeah, yeah, that's what it's... No, what is it? Yeah, condensating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's condensating. Well, yeah, we knew what we were talking about. That was a price. All right, Charlie. (laughs) Let's get down to it before I make up more of the shit on the spot here. Charlie, I'm starting this thing off with a quarterback that's been nothing but consistent. And no, I'm not talking about Patrick Mahomes, Charlie. I'm talking about you like that. And you like that a lot, Charlie. The one, the only. I'm talking about the Kirk Cousins at a smooth $6,900, Charlie. I love me a quarterback that will produce numbies. Numbies, indeed. Less than $7,000, Charlie. Moving on to our running backs here, Charlie. If there's one thing that's proven is that Dijon Muster is one hell of a running back. Oh, I said Dijon. I meant Bijan Robinson. I'm sorry. Bijan Robinson at a smooth $7,800, Charlie. That What's feels like that? a steal. He has had back-to-back weeks of over 20 fantasy points. Anyone who's able to produce that on a week-to-week basis... Should be over $8,000, and you know that's my cutoff, my cheap ass, Charlie. Bijan sneaking in at under 8K. My next one is going to be Kenneth Walker going up against a very permeable Panthers defense at only, surprising, $6,200, Charlie. This feels like a smash spot for the one, the only. A smash spot. The third, Kenneth Walker the third. See what I did there? Yeah, what was the third? Oh, what, yeah, what was the third? I know he's Kenneth Walker He's third? Kenneth Walker the third. I said the first. Not the first, not the second, but the third. Oh, Kenneth Walker the oh, third. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. There you go. Yeah. We're running this thing back he, here. He's with, already winked at me twice during Smooth Jazz. Just he, letting y'all know. He's loved it both times. We're running this thing back here, Charlie, with some two wide receivers, not running backs. We're going to start this thing off with the person that you said is your fantasy pick'em. That is, not A.J. Brown, but Devontae Smith, Charlie. At only $7,600, whether you want to pick A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, they both have had equal fantasy production on a week-to-week basis through two weeks, Charlie. I love those odds. Next one. You'd be a silly, silly man if you didn't put this guy into your fantasy daily lineup at this point. That is the one, not Puka Shell, but Puka Nakua. At $6,100, Charlie, you know daily is very much PPR. You hit that 10 reception point, 10 receptions, you get a boost. You hit 100 yards, you get a boost. I love those points. Love the ceiling. Puka Nakua. Not Puka Necklace. Puka Nakua. What's, what's his uh price? $6,100. Damn. Yeah. 
it's all day, right? Charlie, I don't love the tight ends this week, and honestly, you'd probably have to spend up for one, but you know me, I'm a cheap bastard, and I don't love doing that. Charlie, I'm going to go with Dawson Knox at only $3,200. I know he won't be able to provide you the type of PPR value, but I do think he is a crucial red zone target for the rocket arm himself, Josh Allen. And Charlie, I like spending cheap on my defenses. And although I just said Dawson Knox is going to get into the end zone, I do think the commander's defense at $2,400 should be able to provide you at least a decent fantasy value for this week. And they are the second lowest priced defense only above the Chicago Bears. You got to love Josh Allen with their interceptions. And that defensive line is going to get sacks based on Josh Allen running for his life. Yep. So, I'm taking it. Charlie, that is your Daily Advice of the Week. I like it. It was interesting. It was interesting for sure. A couple contradictions, but that's all right. I mean, sometimes you got to fire back. That's right. On one side of the radar, you got to go right back with the other side. That's right. That's right. So, you fail both ways. Exactly. Or you succeed. That's right. Last week, I failed. This <laughs> 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 this week, we're hoping to succeed. I got a 50-50 chance, right? <laughs> well, Shout out good. Lily again. Uh, Daily Fantasy winner. Uh, nice job, Lily. Um, yeah, she's got some big balls, though, Charlie. Big balls, dude. Huge balls. You know what Lily says? What's that? Lily says, big balls wins championships. She says that every day. Let's make a t-shirt about it. I mean, hey. Big balls wins championships. I love it. I'm going against her in fantasy, and I'm honestly nervous about it. Dude. Big balls wins championships. And you know what that girl's got? Big balls, dude. Yeah. yeah. Huge. That's right. Like Southport. It's like, like South, sorry, not Southport, like South Park. Oh. <laughs> Remember the episode where they're all like walking around with their sacks and the, yeah. And the, yeah. Wheel That's barrels? pretty much Lily, dude. Oh, no, it's absolutely Lily. I don't know how she gets in and out of cars. It must be miserable. Dude. You know what Lily's, Lily's called? What's that? Big bald Lily. Nice. Yeah. That's what they call her, dude. BBL? Yeah, BBL. Nice. I'll start. I'll call her that on the way out, see how she responds. Big, bald Lily. Yeah. Bald? Huge, big, oh, yeah. yeah like yeah, uh, You're going to have to clarify that. Yeah, big, bald Lily. She's still got some good hair. Oh, yeah. That's not that kind of bald. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like uh, All right, let's, she, let's, she, let's, she, who, she who has big balls. She's absolutely cringing. That's, that's also dude. her. That's also her. Uh, she's listening right now. She's definitely cringing. That's her Indian princess through. name is she who has big balls. Nice. Okay. Now we're getting just uh, <laughs> cultural appropriation at this point. Let's no, move on here, Charlie. Uh, Charlie, let's get to the best segment in podcasting. Let's do it. Charlie. Bryce. Which jab in your ass? Bryce, tell me what's giving you the red ass this week. Charlie, what's giving me the red ass this week is fucking coach talk. Sick and tired of it. Mm. Had to listen to Matt Rule coach talk for about last four years. Guess what? Steve Wilkes, not any better. He is literally like Mike Tomlin. He is the it's coach not, talk extraordinaire. It's not Steve Wilkes. Is that what you said? That's what you said. Steve Wilkes did it after Matt Rule left. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. I thought you were talking about Now him. Frank Wright's doing it again. Oh, gotcha. So as a Panthers fan, with any of our three last head coaches... All we've gotten is a bunch of bullshit coach talk without saying anything. And now we're dealing with a very important situation with a rookie quarterback, and all we can get out of him is fucking bullshit, smoke and mirrors coach talk. 
Just give me some fucking truths here. I'm emotionally scarred from Matt Rule. Like, I just need something to hang my hat on. And I have nothing. Nothing. No, you don't. I that's don't. true. I know. These are dark times. You see, you, we talked about the Niners' dark times. I'm in Panthers' dark, dark times right now. I'm in an escape room without a light on, Charlie. I'm just going to have to feel my way out of this bitch. You know, I thought about it after we talked about that. <clears throat> Since we've been doing the podcast, I've been blessed enough. Yeah. And blessed, I, I used that word right there because yeah. um, because the Niners have just been good since since we've done this. Yeah. And I've been lucky. Panthers have been good since 2015. Man, I've been there, though. It's a long time ago. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Not I, for a long time. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's, luckily, it has been a while. Charlie, what's chapping your ass? Um. <clears throat> Fantasy football trades, dude. Mm. So I've I've offered a couple of trades in a couple of different leagues. And generally when I offer a trade, it's a starting point. It's like a negotiation starting point. And I don't ever offer someone something, even if I'm like buying a car, I don't ever offer something that I expect an immediate, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. done. Yeah. Because then I feel like, well, shit, I should have, done work like i should have gone lower yeah and so it's always like a starting point sure bryce it's mm-hmm. a starting point yeah and so when i offer a trade I, that, like i said it's a starting point that's right so this is how we get the fucking ball rolling this yeah, is yeah, how we yeah kind of you know oh, okay so now we're having the conversation it's a negotiation it's a negotiation sure yeah i hate when i when I offer a trade yeah. and there's no counter. Yeah. Because I'm already like, I'm already three counters ahead, dude. I'm already yeah. like prepared for the next three counters. Sure. And you, you didn't counter. I didn't, but I'm not willing to give up the player that you tried to trade for. And I don't love the injury history of the player that you're trying to trade me. Like I said, it's a starting point. I understand that. But like, if that's the player that you want of mine, I'm not willing to get rid of him. Yes. You have, let me be very frank here. Yeah. You have the worst team in the league and it's because you don't have any good wide receivers. That's not true. You have one good, you have one stud. AJ Brown. One stud. Jerry Judy, who's, who's coming off an injury. Questionable at best. Coming off question, an injury. In a questionable offense. Yeah. I'm offering you a wide receiver. You're, so you're only bringing this up because of just my... No. No. Okay. I offer... I mean, I made a much worse trade offer in my other league. Okay. In the league that we have... I uh, thought your trade was a fair offer. I just was not prepared to get rid of the player that you offered that you're trying to trade away from me. Fair enough. I, I don't. I thought don't it was dis- a fair offer. It is a fair offer. It's a much more. Fair I'm just offer. not willing to get rid of him yet because I still believe. I I dra- I went out of my way to draft him this year, so I'm not willing to give him up yet. I thought there was a counter you were going to make that I, I was counting on. I thought about it, and I. But I wasn't. Again, I'm not willing to get rid of the player yet. And frankly, if you had made that, like that's exactly what I was expecting. And I'm not sure that I would have. <laughs> I'm not sure that I would have taken it right away. However, trades, dude. I made a trade in my other league. 
And this is the league where we you have to bid on uh, waiver players. Oh, I hate that. Oh. But what's kind of cool is so you get $100 to bid on them. You can also trade that money Throughout away. Throughout the year or the week? You get the whole year, you get $100. Oh. And you can trade that money away. So I, uh, I'm, I had Aaron Rodgers as my starter in that league. Jared Goff was my backup. And uh, so I offered, or I wanted Brock Purdy. And so I gave a really terrible player in return. I offered Darnell Mooney. But I also Mm. gave some what's called fab money. And so I thought the dude would counter, but he didn't. He just Mm. declined, and then that was it. And that bothers me, dude. If there's a fantasy trade... Either counter or say, look, I'm willing to make a trade of some sort. This is not the guy you're going to get, though. Yeah. Well, that's what you're saying now because I brought it up. But anyways, that's what's chapping my ass. And the 49ers getting penalties. Mm. That's all I've got, Bryce. Okay. That's all I got. Counter me. Um, ladies and gentlemen. DraftKings is up and ready. You have your invites. If you want an invite, let us know. We will send it to you. Good luck in fantasy this week. Good luck in daily this week. Uh, Go Niners, right? Yeah. Anything else? No. Thanks for listening, y'all. This has been the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. Don't forget to please like, rate, and subscribe. And check us out on Instagram at un.solicitedadvice underscore. Until next time, bet the over.